Trisha here with Las Cruces today and in studio. You know, September 6th through September 12th is National Suicide Prevention Week across New Mexico and the United States. And to talk about that and help us all better recognize early signs of someone considering and maybe some treatment options, we have the Director of Partial Hospitalization Programs, or PHP, at Peak Behavioral Health Services, Gustavo Vidal, and also a clinician out at Peak Behavioral Health Services, Alexis. And good afternoon to you guys. Hi, Patricia. Thank good you afternoon. For, thank you guys nice so much for joining us now diving right into it you know someone listening knows someone close that seems off maybe something's wrong what is something that they should be looking for and and how can they start to offer help what is there the best way to step in for something like that yeah i mean some of the main things to look out for are you know changes in mood feeling really helpless or hopeless they may speak of not wanting to be alive they may really start to isolate sometimes we can see people start actually giving things away the best way to step in is really just to express that concern i think a misconception a lot of times is that if you ask somebody if they're considering suicide, you're going to put that idea in their head. That could not be further from the truth. Being able to trust your gut and if something seems off, just ask and be supportive but direct. That's some great information there and and definitely relatable. You know, you want to be there for someone, so definitely step in for something like that. And you know, with the recent trends, I guess you could say, in suicide statistics and what they've been showing, how does this affect treatment strategies uh, there at Peak Behavioral? What have you guys seen in the uh, strategies there? Well, right now with CDC and our current also within the state trends that we're seeing, we haven't really seen a lot of the numbers from 2020 just because of everything that's going on. So it's a little bit difficult to be able to see what we are seeing with that. But one of the things that we do know is here in New Mexico, we are really high in suicide. It is the ninth leading cause of death here in the state. And according to the CDC, with that, though, some of the things that we are seeing because of the pandemic is a lot of isolation and a lot of anxiety and increase in mental health issues because of being having to quarantine because of the unknown and because of just the times that we're in. But one of the things that kind of also throws off our the data that we're being able to gather is not just the suicide in which we can document, but also we have um, what are ruled as overdoses. What we don't know is whether or not these overdoses are actual suicide attempts, but because a lot of times we'll see the isolation, we'll see the increase in drug abuse and during that time. And then sometimes it's just talked up to be, well, this was an um, accidental overdose or an overdose, whether it's with illicit drug use or whether it's um, abusing our prescription medication. That's one of the things that kind of throws off our numbers a little bit just because of we just don't know on that part. And how does that affect your, your treatment strategies there? The biggest thing that it does help, I mean, that it's affecting and some of the barriers that we're trying to do or going through and that we address is trying to stabilize the current crisis and trying to be able to identify where the presenting problems are before we can start digging in to be able to be able to really start addressing those. So some of the issues that we're dealing with now is we're seeing an increase in substance abuse. We are seeing an increase of the hopelessness and the isolation just because of what we're going through and in our current climate. But with that, it affects us as having to be more empathetic and more relatable to the to our clients and the patients when they're coming in, making sure that they understand that this is not anything to be shameful of or to be afraid of. Asking for help is very difficult. And the first thing that somebody does when they're actually coming to is getting that praise for doing it because it takes a lot of strength. So I think that's one of the things that affects our treatment the most is making sure that we're trying to be relatable to our patients that come in and are looking for help because that first step is enormous and they deserve the credit when they come in looking for it. Now, without going 
going into a lot of detail. And can you tell us something with a success story, maybe something you have observed with the treatment with the PHP at Peak Behavioral? I think right now we have a client. We had been working with this client for quite a while. There were just a lot of, there's a lot of trauma behind this client. There's a lot of unhealthy conditions around there, but she's ready and she's open. So being able to work with her and us knowing our limitations of what we can be able to do, we've been able to create good partnerships with other facilities around the state to recognize that maybe she's not ready for this level of care. Maybe she needs a little bit something more intense. And we were able to help her get to a place and she's returned now after going through that treatment. And she's really just blossoming. She's been able to sustain her sobriety. And more importantly, we don't have any more death wishes. We don't have any more suicidal ideations. We don't have any more, more importantly, attempts. This is a person that with history of attempts and with um, suicide ideations. But right now, we're not. Um, she's really taking her sobriety serious. She is taking her mental health serious, working on her traumas. And she's really becoming more of a person in our community right now in our PHP that's trying to also help others. So she's really giving it back. And we're seeing that, and especially with the elimination of all the suicidal ideations and death wishes. That's awesome to hear something so positive uh, come out above, you know, somebody going through this struggle. Mm-hmm. Now, what is the best way to find out more information about the PHP and other treatment options available? Phone numbers for listeners that they can get some quick information? Yeah, certainly. So our phone number is 575-526-0927. And so if anybody's interested in whether they're the potential patient or whether they're calling about a loved one, they can definitely give us a call and we can kind of walk them through the process. People are welcome to just walk right in so you don't have to have an appointment. We're there as early as 830 in the morning. So you can come right into our doors or give us a call. Let us know kind of what's going on. Once somebody comes in, the first step is to just take them through an assessment. With that assessment, we are going to screen for safety and for risk. So if someone does voice that they are having suicidal ideations. You know, again, we're going to go into a further assessment to determine if this is the appropriate level of care or if they possibly need to go for a short stay inpatient. And that would be with our hospital in Santa Teresa, where we do have acute care there. Um, So just being able to give us a call or come walking right in. Our address is 390 Calle de Alegra. And that's right here in Las Cruces. And we're sweet D. And once again, that is uh, Peak Behavioral Health Services. Thank you so much, Gustavo and Alexis, for your time today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you.